been sitting here so long for you to hear my songs. But all you want to know, have I been on the radio? Who's the biggest star I've seen? What is my favorite scene? And if I get the job, would I sing on Mars? Yes, sir, I would sing on Mars. I'd play upon a star. I'd sing songs of the sun. And when my job was done, I would say I love you so. And I'd like to play one more. Just to all young lovers for the road.
Ah, the lovely voice of Christy Hennessy and a song called Star. And sure, my own pal and star will be on the line very shortly to us here. But very welcome, folks, to Keologus Crack on a Saturday morning. And it is a cracking morning out there. A beautiful summer's morning here in the GTA. And uh, a very happy Canada Day weekend to everybody. So welcome back. And on the line. As I said, my own wee star. He's over there in Killarney and he's just after finishing his 180 kilometre bike ride. Good morning, Mr. O'Brien. How are you? Uh, good morning, Kenny. Now, if I sound a little tired, it's because I am. You're only 10 I, minutes uh, out of the saddle. I'm only 10 minutes out of the saddle. We left, uh, we left Killarney here at 6 o'clock and just arrived back. I would highly recommend to our listeners, if they're going to do the Ring of Kerry, that they drive it. Because, um, <laughs> Instead of biking it, yeah? They, yeah. Uh, about 145 kilometres into the race, it's not a race, it's more of a ride, uh, you go into the town of Kenmare, and I don't I know if we have listeners who are from Kerry, they know that Kenmare is at the foot of Moll's Gap. So you get a little bit of food into here, and then you go on a 9.1 kilometre uphill, Kenny. Uphill. No bother Mall's to Gap. a fellow like you, though, is it? Yeah, it was a bother, I have to say. Now, I'll be very honest, it was a very, very difficult uh, trek, but um, uh, there's 11,000 riders here at this thing. Uh, it's an extremely well-run event, and um, just fierce emotion here. I'm looking at the finish line here as I'm talking to you, and um, yeah, there's a lot of emotion here. People coming in, crying, and uh, they're uh, you know, uh, it, it's uh, it's all for charity. You pick your own charity. It's not all for one particular thing. And so uh, I rode my brother suffers from Crohn's disease, so uh, we uh, we rode for Crohn's disease and. That. It was a great day now. We finished across the line together there, the two of us. Fair play to you. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So, and, um, and of course, Killarney is, a, is, is the venue for a big game here tomorrow. Unfortunately, I won't be sticking around to watch it, but um, Munster Final is on here tomorrow. That is correct. There's banter going on. Tip and Kerry go at it 2 o'clock Irish time tomorrow. And hard yeah. to believe, but Kerry's bid for a 78th title. Can you, can you imagine that? Wow. Tip haven't won it since about 1935, I think I was reading. So, uh, yeah, be some. They might give it a shake this year. Be they some magic, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of and games. A uh, lot of games going on. A very important one, of course, up at Markovic Park, Sligo and Leitrim. Going at it. Yeah. yeah? Don't yeah. forget that. And I your boys are your boys are back at it as well with Armagh in that refixture. Yeah, now, now that game might be over, Ken. I don't know now. I'm a little bit um, a little bit off. Off kilter here. It but, should be uh, still on. I haven't got a result on it yet. I think it was three p.m. Irish time. It was yeah, uh, the yeah. time, so you only be an hour into it. But uh, but I haven't seen anything uh, anything come across the dial on that. But we'll try and get a result, and we'll we'll pass that out for for the listeners. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of other fixtures, of course, too. The Leinster uh, hurling title is up. Kilkenny and uh, Galway. Ulster yeah. in the semis, Monaghan and Donegal, and that is 7 p.m. on, on July the 2nd, uh, which is right. today, of course, and Tyrone and Cavan uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Another replay. Another yeah. replay in the Ulster uh, semifinals. And then we've uh, a bunch of hurling qualifiers going on as well, Wexford and Offaly, Westmead yeah. and Limerick, Clare and Leash, and, of course, Cork and Dublin. Lots of talk about that one throughout the week yeah. on Irish Radio. You know, they have an emoticon on the phone with a it's, it's a, it's a person that has their hands over their eyes. That Clare Leash game now, uh, that could be one of those emoticons for me. I think dodgy, you, might be, you might be sending a few of them out, all right. There's no, <laughs> no, no yeah. doubt about it, yeah. And uh, 
So uh, Luke Fitzgerald uh, retired this week from rugby. Uh, a loss to the uh, the Irish team. A, a young fella. He's only twenty eight, but uh, injury plagued yeah. uh, career. He really a, did. A fella yeah. at Never this got stage. To his potential. Yeah. No, at this stage now he's a fella that could easily have had over a hundred caps, but I think he only, you know, maxed out around thirty seven or so. So sad to see him leave the game. He had uh, he left us with memories. One great try that we were at at the World Cup. Unfortunately, it was in a losing affair, of course, to Argentina. So it yeah. kind of gets lost in everything, but uh, it was a spectacular try uh, on the day. But uh, right. as, I, as I say, it wasn't to be. And, you know, we broke news last week. Imagine that. We were out ahead of everyone saying that Lowry was uh, going to uh, back out yeah. the Olympics. And only this week he made it official. Along with Jason did, Day, yeah. I might say, we, we also announced that he was going to back out. So our sources came in and uh, it's uh, it's true. So Lowry backed out. Mr. So. Is it uh, now? It's going to be. I'm hearing it's going to be Harrington and Seamus Power. Yeah, Seamus Power is. Uh, a, he, I don't know if our listeners would know him, but uh, he's uh, a Waterford man, and he was the first Irishman to win on the Web.com tour. He won yeah. the um, the United Leasing and Finance Championship there just back in May. I think we might have talked about it on the show. He won himself a handy hundred and eight thousand uh, dollars at yeah. that. No, he's going to be a good player. Yeah, he actually even set the course record at that uh, event, twelve under uh, for that uh, for that tournament. He's twenty nine, so he's been around. He's he's played against yeah. McElroy and he's played against Lowry on the on the way up. Yeah. So he has. So he's uh, he's Very actually good. he's also ranked seventh on that Web.com tour. And the top twenty five of those get your uh, the PGA card. So we might be seeing him yeah. on the PGA next. Uh, Next year, you never know. Yeah, well, if he if he won on the web.com tour, I think that pretty much locks you in for uh, one of the shots. Or it's very difficult not to make it in the top twenty-five when you win. So uh, it'd be great to see another Irishman on that uh, on that particular tour. It certainly would. Kenny, I have to I have to interrupt your news here a little bit because a big pile of people just came in from Sligo Cycling Club. Well, hey, purple jerseys here. Deadly Sligo close. Cycling Club just rolled in. Very good. Thought I'd tell you that. Gosh, you know, that's great, isn't it? I left them in my dust. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Were they over the over eighties Sligo biking club? Was it? <laughs> huh? uh, now, well, I'll tell you a good one. We pulled into Waterville, and it was around five past eleven. And um, Nick O'Dwyer has a pub in Waterville. Well, the place was jammed with fellas in putting pints into them already at eleven o'clock this morning on the right. Oh, be the Lord! And I you. didn't have the heart to go in. I couldn't do it. So anyway. A pint free, 180 kilometres. Well done. Yeah, I, uh, I have to tell you, though, I'm going to be very honest. I might have one right now. Ah, good man. Sure, why wouldn't you? You're in the land of. You're us. solo today. I am solo. There's no J. There's no. Well, I mean, obviously, you're a good man to be calling in, and there's no. Uh, there's no news from Ireland this uh, this week or next week. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Desmond wow. okay, took, yeah. took the, the the next couple of weeks off. I guess he heard you were getting out of town, and Jay was getting out of town, so he. Uh, yeah. He decided. I think he's down in PEI, so. Fair play yeah. to Ollie getting out of getting out of town. It's uh, it's a cracking weekend here anyway, and we'll uh, we'll enjoy Canada Day weekend. Did you wear your yeah. red? Did you wear your red yesterday when you were in Ireland for Canada? I uh, I didn't, but I wore it today, Kenny. I'm wearing a big red jersey with a maple leaf on it. Oh, fair play so, to you. Um, yeah, and I uh, when I got to Killarney last night, there was a, a pub in in Killarney that uh, was celebrating Canada Day. It had the big maple leaf in there, so I, I uh, definitely went in and gave him my money. Very good. But, uh, had a pint and then went to bed and then got up at four this morning 
Away we go. Away we go. Fair play to you. And uh, so, of course, uh, I hope all our listeners are enjoying the Euros. Uh, England out of Europe twice in one week. What did you make of that? <laughs> well, it was quite incredible. Um, but I have to... This Iceland story is absolutely remarkable. And as is that Wales story. Brilliant. But that Iceland story was absolutely incredible. And, um, oh, my God, I don't know. I don't know. England are... Uh, they're just uh, always the uh, they're always the pretenders. They go into all these events so bullish about their chances, and and uh, then it just never it just, just doesn't materialise, does it? But I tell you what, the the Icelandic folks, and I was doing a wee bit of reading up on them, and of course Wales too. They're believing, and that's the key. And they're working hard as a team, and it's oh. something maybe that uh, you know if if our own lads had just stuck together a little bit longer. Uh, they, they, there was a stat out where the Irish team break down around uh, the uh, 60th minute to the 75th minute and the tiredness and fatigue sits in because they do so much running and chasing. So uh, something maybe to be wow. worked on for uh, for the future. But I'll tell you, Wales, Wales and Iceland are certainly proven it that the small nations, maybe without, without all the great talent, are proven that yeah. you can go far in these tournaments. And fair play to them. We'll be cheering them on. And, uh, Portugal have made it to the semi-final without winning a game. Isn't that incredible? In regulation. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> right yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's absolutely incredible when you when you take a look at that. Speaking of soccer, I see that uh, that young fella Jack Byrne, who he belongs to Man City. He's been over there since he was about fifteen. They've uh, they've put him out on loan to Blackburn, and uh, he'll join up with uh, Shane Duffy, uh, another oh. Irishman, of course, who uh, who played in the games. Uh, with uh, with Ireland for against Italy and France, so Jack Byrne will be uh, will be seen in and around uh, England. He had been playing in uh, in the Dutch league last year, so he's an under twenty one yeah. star, and uh, hopefully he'll get a run out with the senior boys uh, very soon. He's wow, supposed to be fantastic. some some talent, oh, and fair play to, to our fans too for winning. Did you see that they won the medal of the city of Paris? So uh, <laughs> at least we won wow. we won something over at the Euros. So I suppose you and I can go over there and claim that we have the medal. Oh yeah, it's not like they took names for that. Not we can go over <laughs> exactly. There we have we have we have the key to the city. Keep yeah. keep a smile on your face and sing a song, and they'll love us over there in Paris. <laughs> That's huh? it. Yeah. So uh, they really stole the show, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no doubt they're still talking about them, and uh, it's fantastic uh, <laughs> globally. And I and I hear that it's actually an awful lot of French people now want to come to Ireland and uh, and visit the country and see if we're all about that every day of the week. And sure, why wouldn't we be? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Um, no, it's good. Yeah. yeah. One, one, one quick thing uh, yeah. I didn't mention earlier. I did the ride also with my cousin, who is the coach of the um, West Me team. Now That's he's right. a fairly hardcore. Uh, fairly hardcore. Um, he was uh, he was training the Westmead team last night until ten thirty up in Mullingar, and he had to drive all the way down here last night. And when he finished the ride, he went for a run because he's training for. A, so he finished one hundred and eighty, and he went for a five k run after it. Oh my lord, that? Almighty! Now, I uh, I didn't uh, I didn't have a chance to ask him whether he'd have a few words with me about uh, the chances that Westmead would have against the dub. But I'll send you a text if he's uh, if he's up for it. There's no sign of him back yet. Um, but uh, he's generally a fairly uh, a fairly open fella to that kind of thing. Well, I tell so, you what, that's a fella now that'll be throwing down the mark to the players. You just finish a hundred and eighty k bike ride, and you say, "I'm going to go out oh, for it yes, to run too." So, absolutely. Uh, the bike yeah. ride mustn't have been that challenging then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not for him, I don't think. He took off. We let him go. He left us in the dust, and uh, I was happy with that. Well, hopefully, you can uh, but, uh, you can grab him, and we'll put him on. Yeah, so I'll see if I can. Uh, I see if I can snare him here. He said he'd be. Uh, 
he said he'd be coming back here if we got a, a message from him, but we'll just see what the story is. Good he's stuff. Not, and you're he's not a shy lad either, and he, he's bullish about the Westmead beating the Dubs, I'll tell you that. That's a big call. That's a big call. Oh, it's a big call, yeah. I'll have to go to Paddy Power and see what that one is like, buddy. Exactly, yes. And you're over there with the girls for uh, oh, for a couple of oh. weeks now? Over there with the girls in uh, in Leash, but I'm going to all over the place. I'm going to the Aran Islands with them and Galway. I'm going down to Kilkee for a couple of days, up to Dublin. So I'm bringing them to see, uh, yeah, I'm bringing them to see Ireland. They, well, they, at the age now where they'll appreciate it. Brilliant. We want a full report now every week full when you're report. over there, all right? Full report. I'll be sending you photographs now today of all kinds of funky stuff going on here around Killarney. It's, a, it's mad here, mad. Great stuff. It's great to see yeah. the event well supported and uh, people it giving is, money yeah, to charity. That's good because a lot of controversy over there uh, with charities uh, this this past oh, week. Oh yes, this yes. console we stuff. Huh? Terrible, yeah. isn't it shocking? Yeah, I don't know if our yeah. listeners have been listening on that, but you can check it out on on the web. But uh, hopefully, yeah. people do not lose faith because there's thousands upon thousands of great organisations that give money right to the uh, the charities. Absolutely, and you don't have people out spending it all. So anyway, hey, listen, I want to wish you a happy birthday, pal. I know it's coming up this week. Oh. It is on Tuesday, pal, 5th of July, and the same to yourself a few days later. Yes, yeah, I have another wee bit. I'm I'm so much younger than you, you know? Yeah, I yeah. know, I know, yeah. <laughs> you'll get the bus, you'll get the bus, you'll get the pension and the, and the free bus along um, just a few days after me, but I'll bring you with me. Ah, good man, days. fair play to you. Buddy yeah. passes. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. I want right, to. I actually want to throw a birthday. A fella who celebrates his birthday on the exact same day as you on July the fifth. Michael Cosgrove from North Kildare. Is, oh, uh, is that right? Yeah, it's his birthday as well. So uh, a big happy birthday to Michael. Very good. Very good. All right, pal. Listen, you take care. The show. Yeah, hold the fort down, and uh, I'll text you if I can get Tom on for a quick chat about uh, about the Leinster final. He'd be a good man to talk to. But uh, if I can't, uh, I'll also text you. Sounds like a plan. Take care, bud. Okay, buddy. All Enjoy. the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm kicking off from center field. Question I'm being down for the game. One shot deal don't matter And the other one's the same Oh my friend I see you Watch it to come through
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. Very good. Yes, get yourself down to uh, the Quinns down there, and they will take care of you. There's no doubt about it. They'll be bringing in some of the games as well. So before that, we heard uh, my Joe Dolan. Yes, Van Morrison and uh, a track called Bulbs. Uh, Super track on that, and fair play to Mark over there in Kilkenny. Well, we're going to have another little bit of new music coming in. I got some uh, CDs sent to me from uh, a band called Christina and Quinn uh, Bachhand, and their uh, Celtic roots and folk music, and they're uh, very, very good. Their new CD is called Little Hinges, and we're going to hear a track, some uh, jigs and reels from them uh, on this one here, and uh, I hope you like it. Little 
Lovely stuff. That's Christina and Quinn Bakan, and that is off their new CD, Little Hinges. And so, folks, if you want to grab that, you can get out there and check them out. And also, they'll be playing at Hughes Room in uh, in August, and we will have ticket giveaways for that show. Here's a word from the Galway Arms. When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, It's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home and not too far from home at 838 the Queensway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Very good. Yes, great pints down at the Galway and they'll have a selection of the games, I'm sure, as well, coming in there. But on the line right now, I have a man by the name of Michael Collins. Yes, not the real Michael Collins, but a man from Limerick, no doubt. And he is an author of no less than 10 books uh, and also translated into 22 languages. Fair play to you, Michael. And his novel, The Keepers of Truth, was shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize. But he's not here to promote or talk about books. He's on a run, and it's called the Irish Diaspora Run. You're very welcome to the show, Michael. How are you today? I'm very good. I'm just outside of Napanee, so I'm within a striking range of Toronto. Fair play to you. And you started this run, and for folks that uh, that may not have yeah. heard about it, it's the Irish, the Irish Diaspora Run. You started it at Gross Eel. I did. So uh, June 10th, uh, so it's a month-long run. End up being over 900 kilometers, so about um, 40 so kilometers a day. Um, and so back uh, last October, I was in Quebec and I began to hear uh, rumors about what happened in 1847 the passage uh, from Ireland to Canada, Gothiel through Montreal, uh, Cornwall, Kingston, and down through Toronto. And I was kind of flabbergasted. You know, as a novelist, you always look for something with a beginning and an end. And that season of uh, travel seems to suggest, you know, the worst circumstances for the Irish and then also the, co- the kind of complicity of the English in, uh, in kind of perpetrating what went on in that, in that year. So uh, that was October of last year. And it just uh, quickly kind of coalesced in my mind that as a, as a novelist, as a writer, I could manage that story and also as a as a runner an ultra runner you know i looked at the distance and thought okay I could probably do it in three weeks but a month um allowed me to to stop along the way speak to people and basically try to explain or tell that story uh, better because it really has uh, kind of languished i don't think our people in ireland uh, know about that that kind of fate of the year of 1847 very few, I'd say. All right. And I was actually uh, on the board of Ireland Park Foundation. And uh, even at that time, you know, so little was known about uh, about this whole period in uh, in our history and especially the links to uh, to Canada. Right. And, so and that's it was about, um, Robert Kearns and, and, and uh, say people like Jason King and that and yourself. 
and other uh, Canadians have have uh, slowly but surely investigated this, documented, put up the Ireland Park um, memorial, the sculptures that are there, the um, the new park that's coming on uh, for uh, Dr. Russet, uh, Russet, Russet. Russet, yeah. Um, so I mean, it's really been a, a Canadian endeavor or ca- uh, Canadian Irish endeavor to to, um, to to basically memorialize what happened or commemorate what happened. And so when I saw all that and went to visit Robert in in uh, February, I felt that uh, you know, the Irish people need to know this. So I went to the Irish Times and said that I was doing this wrong and that I would like to uh, make a concerted effort to bring it to the attention of the Irish people to to support the efforts of the Canadian Irish organizations. And, um, you know, through the advent of social media, Facebook and that, it's, uh, it's just gone from strength to strength. You know, it's always difficult when you begin. You have to put in a, a series of miles before people start to notice. But, uh, yeah, the first week ran over 300 kilometers to get down to Montreal, and that seemed to be a tipping point in terms of uh, people beginning to, to follow along. And so he posted a lot of material on the Facebook Irish Diaspora Run 2016, which uh, gives voice, I mean, it gives a historical account of what happened, newspaper cuttings and that, but it's also then a place for people to share their stories. So many people have, uh, you know, family stories that go back to that time on the Canadian side and the people who went down to America. So to see people uh, somehow find us on Facebook and begin to share their stories, has brought another dimension uh, to us, you know, personal dimension to the history. That's great, Michael. Yeah, fair play to you. And, and of course, people can donate and do a virtual run along with you. Is that that's uh, on your uh, website, diasporarun.org. .org, yeah. So uh, if you sign up, I mean, any small donation and then you're uh, linked to a thing called Map My Run, which allows you to log miles. So you can see me running every day live and then you can log miles or the person can log miles as well and their kind of commitment to, to the, the, this um, run and to this history. Or you can just uh, outright sponsor sponsor me. 100% of the donations are going to go to um, the Black Rock, Black, Black Rock Foundation up in Montreal and then to Ireland Park down in Toronto. And I think between the two organizations, they have a, a great wealth of talent and uh, historical experts who, who can fully uh, to continue to tell the story. I mean, there's so many small locations. Cornwall only recently put in a Celtic memorial a couple of years ago after they fell upon records that 250 Irish had been served at a fever shed and 52 died. Uh, a woman, Katie Burke, just quickly got a memorial uh, erected, Celtic Cross, with the names of the 52 people. Further down, Brockville again, met with people who are whether I said on where they they think that a, a fever shed uh, was was set up in 1847. So, you know, this is what the, the run does: is a cluster of, of people, especially on the Ontario side, to have uh, kind of reached out to me. And so it's been a pleasure to to run, but also to, to actually stop and go into the homes of people and have them, um, you know, talk to me and, and explain how relevant and how significant the 1847 uh, migration was uh, to their lives. It must be incredible for you too, Michael. I mean, here you are running along and, and super roads and everything else, and you think of that that journey that some of these uh, poor immigrants would have taken once they're basically off those coffin ships that they were called, and then, right. you know, with what little they had to make their way in the world uh, in what would have been just a strange land. 
uh, and the heat of that summer too of 1847 was was something oh. else but yeah. you know it 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 must strike you as you as you make your way across and talk to these people that the journey uh, that they were on oh it does you know the ultra running has always been uh, you know not about fame and glory I mean it's been a bronze medalist for the world championships and that but they've always in the training keyed in on the notion of pilgrimage so many of the long training ones I've had to do are when I go away into Kentucky Tennessee you know would be along Appalachian trails where there was Irish down there so I've always tried to link uh, endurance to some type of historical marker so um, but th- this has been exceptional you know to, to go through Quebec and to find all these iconic religious statues along the way it seems like churches and statues uh, roadside statues are always within the dominion or the domain of what well, someone would walk or run in it. Well, probably walk in a day. Yes. So, you know, you come 15 miles and all of a sudden there's a, a statue of Joseph with the, uh, the baby Jesus just beside the road uh, or, and beside the water. And uh, I got a great sense that, you know, how we used to move was a much slower pace. And these kind of signal markers, by virtue of running or walking, you kind of land upon, I suppose, a psychological point where you feel lower or whatever. And here's the uplifting statue, you know, that you can pray to or, or besiege for, for some type of intercession. So I think some of those things, especially where it's more remote up in Quebec, uh, you know, they got me through a lot of those early, uh, you know, 50K days. Incredible, incredible. And fair play to you for doing this. I mean, uh, I know it's a passion of yours to do uh, to do the runs around the world anyway, but uh, a great cause that you're you're doing it. And again, people can uh, go online and donate to you and your run or uh, do their whole map, their own run, diasporarun.org, or then follow you on your Facebook page as well and uh, keep up with you. And then your story that you're writing in the Irish Times as well, right? Uh, people can... can uh, Yes, Find that as well on, on the paper. Every, uh, Thursday, it's emig- uh, generation immigration, and so the Irish. I think we've had a tipping point. Ireland. I think the people left, uh, and there was, um, you know, the, we didn't really follow them, and so the Irish Times have made a concerted effort for our boys. I and mean, I'm gone from from uh, uh, Ireland since 1983 on a running scholarship, and it, and it means something. And I think that collective voice and experience, and so we are the kind of outsiders removed from Ireland and maybe we have a more objective sense of history and you know points of beginning people who came across here years ago find the new start so they look at you know Ireland as a particular point in their history then they're beginning in Canada or America so I think we're sort of in a unique perspective to be be kind of outsiders who can look back at a particular date or point when, when everything began or when we left Ireland and so the Irish Times has made a great effort to to uh, understand that that's, that's our contribution to, to the Irish experience. Wonderful. Well, we really appreciate you giving us a call, Michael, and uh, and sharing your story and your journey with us. And uh, you're you're welcome to do it at the end as well, if you wish, yeah. and, and so, uh, yeah, reflect so next, back on it. Uh, Sunday, sorry, sorry, July 10th, then I come into Ireland Park, and they're having just a little uh, gathering on that uh, that Sunday. That'll be the, the end of the run. So if anyone wants to, to kind of come down. It would be great to, to uh, kind of just chat. What time are you expected in there, Michael? I think we're going to do it around noon or one o'clock uh, on, uh, on next, next Sunday. Very good. Excellent. Oh, great. Well, hopefully uh, we'll get a nice turnout for, uh, for that event. And again, uh, well done on doing this. Lovely. Thanks very much, Ken, for your time. Thanks, Michael. We're going to play a nice uh, track for you here now on this. It's um, off a new uh, CD from The Gloaming, and it's called Gloaming 2. And this one is called Pilgrim Song, and it's going out to you and your oh, run there, Michael. <laughs>
All right, take care of yourself. All Enjoy right, the rest of your journey. Cheers. Bye bye. So oh. 
lovely emotive song it's called the pilgrim song and it's from the gloaming and their new cd the gloaming too and we'll send that out to michael collins on his uh, the final leg of his run coming into ireland park on july the 10th in and around the noon one o'clock hour so if you feel like going down there and cheering michael on on the last bit of it please do so and you can catch up with them on his website diasporarun.org and uh, the gloaming there, in case you don't know, and this is their uh, their second album. It's an Irish American um, quartet, and uh, on there, of course, is Martin Hayes and also Quivine O'Reilly and Chicago-born guitarist Dennis Cattle and the New York pianist Thomas Barlett. Lovely stuff altogether. And uh, we'll move on with another wee bit of music, some new music. This young lady, Gronya Duffy, is coming to Hughes' room, and I might even have an extra couple of tickets for this show. She's coming on July the 6th, and here she is with We'll Be Fine.
every can of Guinness. There's over 250 years of brewing tradition. And a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness Guinness. Yes, folks, it's the Guinness Community Calendar of Events, and here we are into July already. Well, as you know, Irish Project Hope, if you want to donate, please send us in your donation to Irish Project Hope, Holy Rosary Parish, and that's 354 St. Clair Avenue West in Toronto, M5P1N4, and mark it to the attention of Ethna Heffernan. You just heard Gráinne Duffy and uh, her track, Be Just Fine. She's coming to Hughes Room on Wednesday, July the 6th, and I think I have... Another pair of tickets to give away to that show. Tickets are $22.50 in advance, $25 at the door. It's an 8.30 p.m. concert, and Hughes Room is down there at 2261 Dundas Street West in Toronto. You can give them a call at 416-531-6604 or go to HughesRoom.com. And uh, the Fort St. George Celtic Festival is approaching and it's on next weekend. It's the third annual festival taking place on July the 9th in beautiful Niagara-on-the-Lake. And this year's event promises to draw large crowds and they feature performances from the headline band The Tartan Terrors. But there'll be plenty of other Celtic um, bands down there as well. And you can check them out on the web. It's www.pc.gc.ca Check out the Fort George Celtic Festival and I have some family passes to that if you want send me an email ken at saturdayirishradio.com and I'll set you up with that and then on July the 10th at 2pm there's a guided tour at St. Michael's Cemetery and that's at St. Clair and Young and thanks to uh, of course our pal Charlie Foster for sending us in that information so don't be disappointed on that uh, if you did miss it in the past, you can get down there July the 10th to St. Michael's Cemetery. The Irish Cultural Society of Toronto, in conjunction with the Pot of Gold Committee, are announcing that they have a new non-profit Toronto-based Irish organisation, any, sorry, any new non-profit Toronto-based Irish organisation that would like to apply for a grant from the Pot of Gold should get in touch with Kevin Kelly. And uh, you can get in touch with Kevin by sending him an email. Patricia and Kevin at bell.net and send that in before July 30th. Um, that's the end of this month. And uh, you can be in with a chance to get a grant from the uh, the Irish Cultural Society and the Pot of Gold. And also the uh, Toronto Irish Cultural Society and the Toronto GEA will be holding a joint fun day at Centennial Park on Saturday, July the 23rd, starting at 1pm. They're asking that all counties and Irish organisations come out to the park and get involved in watching the football and hurling matches. There'll be races and stuff for the children. There'll be a tug of war. And you can get your team entered into that for a fun afternoon. You just get in touch with the folks at the Irish Cultural Society. They'll have hot dogs and hamburgers, and they'll be all at, of course, reasonable prices. And you can bring your coolers and chairs, relax and enjoy the games. And there'll be some entertainment, too, by our pal Hugo Strani. And all the proceeds will be uh, donated to the Toronto GEA. And finally, the fourth annual Eamon O'Loughlin Memorial Golf Gathering has been booked for Saturday, September the 17th at Caledon Woods Golf Club. It's a two-person scramble. $150 per person gets you the cart, golf, and dinner. Plus, you get some coupons for $25 off your next round and $25 off the pro shop. Just give Paddy Dunn a call. 416-234-2822. 
and uh, you can give him an email as well, number 4 at rogers.com. And, of course, for all the email addresses and such, you can go to our website, Saturday Irish Radio, and, of course, you can even download the, uh, the podcast from there as well. Well, look at that. It's almost another hour up. And uh, thanks for staying with me here, folks. Been all alone today, but I want to thank Michael Collins and, of course, my pal Mark for calling in from Killarney. And we'll uh, go out with a track called Galway Girl. Sláin, folks, and we'll chat to you next week. Well, I took a stroll on the old long walk of a day, I I met a little girl and we stopped to talk of a fine soft day And I ask you, friend, what's a fella to do? Cause her hair was black and her eyes were blue And I knew right then, I'd be taking a whirl Round the salt hill prom with a Galway girl was all alone With a broken heart and a ticket home And I ask you now Tell me what would you do If her hair was black and her eyes were blue You see I travel around I've been all over this world I've never seen nothing like a Galway girl community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. This is AM 1430.